This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Good morning, everyone. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to episode 170 of The Wealth Standard Radio, 170 shows. That is, I don't know how I talked that much. That's a lot of Patrick. Yeah, so, and that and now we have a lot of Chunga. Apparently. Chunga, you're back. I told you where'd you come from? I told you I wouldn't jump in like I did last time. <laughs> but you're here I again, two in a row, two in a row. Thanks for having me back. No, last uh, la- we got a ton of good reviews from the last podcast. We had so a lot of fun, didn't we? We did, and and it's like political season, so there's no one better to to talk about and be humorous about about politics, right? I, I well, I sure hope so. I, it's really it's hard all not the, to be. I, it's all anybody is talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I pull up the internet, anytime I open my phone, there's some sort of new it's everywhere. Something that's going on. It's crazy. I'm I'm done. I'm kind of done with it. Are you really? You <laughs> well, had enough. I don't know. We had another month or so, but yeah, it's, it's kind of it, it's getting a little old. It's going to be a long month. Yeah, I'm afraid. Every yeah, that's it's, true. it's almost hour by hour. There's some sort of new muck or new slime that's mm. coming out about one of the two candidates. It's uh, well, it's crazy. The world the world is like insane. I mean, you had all the WikiLeaks stuff and Julian Assange, and 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 I heard today uh, or a couple of days ago that uh, there was a huge DNS strike. Like like Yahoo went down and and uh, uh, some car websites went. That was crazy. You had Netflix. Yeah, Netflix went down. That's true. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, is that nuts? You had uh, Twitter. Yeah. SoundCloud. Really? The list goes on <sighs> and on and on. Yeah, really creepy. <sighs> All at once. Well, crazy times, but we're going to talk about some fun stuff today, right? Oh yeah. What's uh, what's on your mind, Patrick? What are we talking about today? Well, let's let's do some announcements first. Then okay. We'll, then we'll kind of get into it. Sounds so, good. So uh, for those of you who have been listening for a while, we have these like virtual summits that we do and, and uh, we have a, one coming up about real estate investing. So that's going to be on uh, just a couple days away, October 28th. You get which a is huge a turnout for these. Yeah, it's amazing. And you know, we, we put them all up for free after, so they're on demand, uh, but it's still cool to see them, see them live. Now it's from, I think two to seven mountain standard time. Uh, so it's not these this two day all day long event. Uh, so it's just a few hours. So make sure you uh, go to the website cashflowwealthsummit.com and register. And uh, if you can uh, get one presentation, two or three, uh, but the rest will be on demand after that. So, so you don't if you don't have the time in your day to catch them all live. Yeah, yeah most people. Yeah, I, I, there's yeah it's it's a five hour thing. It's not all you know. But I think last time we had almost eleven thousand people attend at least one session, one or two sessions. Oh, and uh, so this time, but we have a lot of people that go back and listen to you know to the recordings. I would make it like a readathon when you were in school. I'd get my jammies on. I'd Your grab jammies. a whole bunch of yeah, I'd get my jammies on. I'd grab a whole bunch of snacks and I would just camp in front of my computer. Apparently for like you haven't five seen hours. the presentations. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would just sit in front of my computer and just watch the entire thing. Cool. So yeah, so go to that, go to the website, cashflowwellsummit.com. And another thing too, which which uh, I I think we should start announcing, it's uh we on the same platform that we're using, the same technology platform that we use for the Cashflow Well Summit, yeah. we're able to do another event. So we're actually gonna do a client event uh, this coming December. And the client event's actually going to be, it's going to be two days long. Uh, and we're going to have all of our advisors participate and actually speak on a specific topic. Mm-hmm. And it ranges from estate planning and asset protection to real estate investing to what we do to uh, how do you use you know our specific products in retirement. So it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I mean, there's a ton of topics. We're really excited about it. Logistically, I think we, you know, I think we, we pulled off you know the uh, the summit this past this past sure. year with like thirty speakers scattered throughout the Which was country. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can manage the logistics of guys that are that are here. But I don't know. We'll, well, see, we'll these see. guys are very busy. <laughs> They're some of the yeah. best financial advisors on the planet. Well, these people, and uh, it should be a lot of fun to have them all in a two day time frame. Uh, the amount of knowledge, the font of knowledge you're going to have here is incredible. No. So you should definitely sign up for it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I can't I can't wait. And we're putting it together, but we don't necessarily have a landing page up right now because it's just, just for clients only. Just going to put together. Yep. Yeah, but it, we'll we'll put uh, we'll put a link on the private client Facebook page, and we'll also put a link on the the blog. Okay. Okay. And and we're trying to make it so that you can invite one guest. So we're working on kind of that functionality oh, right now. Cool. But we'll uh, we'll be. Uh, we're Releasing some put, additional information. Uh, hopefully, we can have something put together. We can put it in the show notes here for this podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the that's the plan. Okay. So, last thing too is we we've been working on a kind of a, a cool 
so, so doing this, you look at you know a lot of clients, and you look at a lot of people's finances, and and uh, some of the things that they are doing well, some of the things they're they're not doing so well, mm-hmm. and regardless of regardless of kind of the you know the the demographic or the socioeconomic status, you you always have people that get hosed with with cars when buying a car. Oh man. And it's crazy because you look at you look at all of the you know the 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 industry associated with car lending is not regulated. Well, somewhat, but it's, not highly regulated. It's kind of that one piece of industry where you can still really really negotiate when you sit down. Oh, and, for sure. But most yeah. people like we're not taught we're not, you know, most Americans we're not taught critical thinking, we're not taught we're not taught negotiating and debate. And uh, so this is, you know, we, we wrote this pretty long ebook and we did it with uh, someone that was in the car industry for a long time and kind of learn the the trade secrets and kind of how to get around this and this and this so we built this kind of checklist and guide as well as ebook and we built this like killer this killer uh, calculator that'll help with like pricing and budgeting cool. and steps so we're gonna that's gonna be out uh, this week so make sure you go to the the show notes and get a, a link to that well and I've got to tell you I haven't even spoken to you about this yet but I got to proof the script and the the I guess the copy for lack of a better term of this ebook. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Went yeah, through yeah, it yeah. and got to do the, do some of the work on the book and I just bought a car yesterday. No way. And I applied many nice. of the principles that I learned. I can endorse this wholeheartedly because uh Pretty much everything that I read in the book yeah. turned out to be the case, and yep. it was a tremendous help to me in buying my car. I got a great rate. I'm very excited about my car, and uh, the ebook really, really helped me. Well, you know, there's the Jedi. You know, the Force is real. You know, and there's Jedi. <laughs> there's Jedi mind tricks, and if you, you know, use your anyway. No, there, there's some really well, there's, cool. I'm just kidding. There's you're, some cool. You're not far off. <laughs> if you read this book, you're gonna feel like that for sure. Yeah, you have to use a certain tone and speed, and attack them. This kidding. is not the warranty you're looking for. Oh, you do not want to charge me that fee on that line right there. Move no, so anyway, it's a cool, it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool little book, and uh, and the and the calculator is really really awesome. The designers that put that together is going to be cool. So anyway, so so it's going to be available this week. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to go on there and and, uh, and download that's going to be free. Okay, definitely do that. It'll it'll be on the uh, what is it the wealthstandardradio.com mm-hmm. and also just check out check our Facebook page as well and our blog. We'll put it on there. Great, too. cool, cool. All right, man. So we're gonna get into we're gonna get into a, a topic that most people I don't I, the idea and the name I don't think it I don't think most people know what it is, but it's been in the news all over the place in the last couple of weeks. So if you didn't know what it was before, you do now. And if you still are kind of scratching your head as to what we're about to say means, we, you are in for a treat because the, this will be a shock to you. You will never forget. The definition well, of these yeah, I, three words. I think. I think a lot of people. The, this this phrase, this term, gets bandied about a lot, especially right now. Uh, you hear a lot of people saying it, but even even uh, just in casual conversation with people I know, you hear people saying, "Oh, well, so and so is accused of this, and so and so did this," mm-hmm. and they say the term, and I can tell when they're saying it, they have no idea what it actually means. Yeah. And so you and I were talking about, well, what are we going to do for the podcast? And uh, we came up with drum roll. The term is pay to play. What does pay to play mean? Pay to play. What do you? What does it mean? I don't know. Well, oh, I'm yeah, guessing. I'm well. It, do you want me to say? I <laughs> you, know what it you're is. You're the political talk show host. I, I think the true like you're like the uh, the Politicopedia or whatever it's called. It, well, in in the most layman of terms, it's uh, it's like bribery. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a roundabout yeah. legal, I guess legal, way of, of bribing somebody yeah. where if you want influence, you yeah. have to give certain money in certain yeah. areas to get that influence, yeah. basically. And it's interesting because it's, it's like, but most people put a negative connotation on it, pay to play. And again, I, in this the media, is, it has a very negative connotation. It does, right? Yeah. But you're paying for a service, right? And again, we're not going to, I'm here to take a stance, which is basically not for or against, right? Because oh, I, I think it, it's, man. yeah, my thing is, it's kind of like, you look at it objectively and for pay to play, it's like you, when you pay for a car, you get something in exchange. When you yeah. pay for information, you get information. When you, it, so bribery is, is, you know, is kind of like a, it, it's an exchange, whether it's, whether it's good or bad. And we're going to get into a lot of those details. It, it depends on the circumstances, I, I would assume, but you know, really, this whole idea of, of pay to play, and it's obviously relating to you know some of the WikiLeaks emails that, that came out and the Clinton Foundation. But it's everywhere. It's every. It's everywhere. 
It's, well, it's capitalism. And that's yeah. where that's where I have yeah. a, a kind of a hard time with this is that I it's bad news, bad news, bad news, and pay to play is attached to it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so you and I were talking and, and we both kind of went, Well, wait, hold on a second. Why why is this always a bad thing sure it can be a bad thing in certain circumstances mm-hmm. but i think it really depends on the situation and i don't think the pay to play is overall a bad deal now yeah. i know there's probably a lot of people that are going to be listening to the well standard radio and, uh, well they're not listening anymore yeah they, <laughs> these two guys have lost their mind but just you know hear us out because yeah. uh pay to play is not bad yeah it, it it can actually be very very good yeah. if you know what you're doing yeah and i think you know it's it's this you know, well, they, it's not fair. It, com- it comes down to, well, they get a favor and I, and I don't, they have money. I don't, therefore they get privilege and I, and I don't. Right. So, right. so I think there's, there's an element of that, which is sure. kind of the natural uh, reaction to, to things because yeah. you always have this kind of compare, we have, we're kind of a, a comparison society where it's like, okay, what am I like compared to this person? What am I like? What you know? It's it's hairstyle. It's clothes style. It's it's the music you listen to. It's the stuff that you do on the weekends. It's like it, everything is like you know what somebody else did. Yeah, right? There's starts, very little that's original anymore. It starts in preschool, kindergarten, somewhere around there to make sure every kid in the class gets a cookie. Yeah. So when you think about it, when you think, okay, well, is pay to play bad? Think about why. Okay, well, the Clintons, you know, paid millions or, or got millions of dollars from this, you know, foreign foreign entity, and in exchange for, you know, they they'll push this through and they'll do this, invite them to dinner or do this, or they'll you know, speak at their they'll, conference, they'll embargoes. I mean, there, there's all, yeah, exactly. Like they'll pay for, you know, speaking here or speaking there. So it's like if you're if you're against that, you know, come back and a, and answer the question, why? Why do you? Why are you negative against against that? I mean, now I'm not. I I'm not voting for 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 them but at the end of the day it's like that's their choice they can do whatever whatever they want i think i think the stance you're taking is hey this is a free country and this is how business works for lack of a better term. so let's go let's go maybe go into the details of why you know what is the specifics of what's in the news yeah and then i i kind of you know i've i've we've had some actual episodes on other topics that kind of relate to this well in in politics in in congress Uh i want to go through that and i want to you know kind of uh pull it apart a little bit and get your take on awesome. whether you know it's ethical it's moral and uh, you know why people think it's not ethical or immoral so okay. let's let's first right, go into the detail, details of this whole pay-to-play issue with uh with the clintons what's okay. what's what's that all about well the pay-to-play issue with the clintons in short is that there is uh, a lot of uh worry there's a lot of concern that hillary clinton while uh in her position as secretary of state was exchanging money that was being funneled to the clinton foundation in exchange for government favors now in that case i think there's some grounds to have some pretty serious concern if if the people of the united states are being guided a certain way by foreign governments especially those who may not be friendly to us There's a real concern there. Yep. Now, if Hillary Clinton is not Secretary of State, mm-hmm. if Hillary Clinton is just working as the chairman of the board of the Clinton Foundation or whatever mm-hmm. her title may have been, and she is accepting money from foreign governments to go mm-hmm. and speak on behalf of the Clinton Foundation, mm-hmm. I see absolutely nothing wrong with any yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. But because she's in politics, because she has She's that, an elected official working elected, for the people. Yep. So, so looking at that, but it, it, with what she's done, there's a lot of others they're doing the same thing, right? You have politician after politician after politician. They're doing the same thing. Maybe I'm not not on that scale, right? But why do you have? I mean, you have lobby groups. You have these massive. Ma- I mean, Thank the lobby you. the lobby industry is like a billion dollar industry. Well, that's and the all, thing that all everybody is, overlooks, and that's it. It's you know, you know go read all Atlas. All the lobbyists is, is pay to play. It is that's the hundred yep. percent, and it's and it's you know, it's interesting. It, it comes down to scale. Right. It's, you know, if you, you know, if you could take a pack of gum, it's like a slap in the hand. You go steal a million dollars. Oh, it's the same principle. Theft is still theft. Right. Theft is still theft. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it comes down to scale. And it's interesting that, you know, I think that's one of the kind of the behavioral, uh, you know, behavioral psychology is, you know, people justify, you know, little, little white things, little tiny things, but then, you know, when it's on a massive it's scale, scalable. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting because you, you know, you look at, you know, what goes on in politics period and, you know, people go in as, you know, these, these, uh, social servants and they're trying to do good for the community. And I know that there are, are some, but a lot sure. of them go in and it's like, you know, the money calls. And then suddenly they're, you know, they're disclosing their net worths in the millions, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's, you know, there's a, a law passed a few years ago called the Stock Act. And it was passed 
because there was... Wait, this was in- Pelosi that passed this, wasn't it? Was this Pelosi uh, that passed this one? It was in 2011. Was she speaker in 2011? No, I, I can't remember. But, was... she, but she was kind of, not. I don't want to use the word implic- implicated, but she was involved in you know a visa IPO and made a ton of money. That's the one right? I was yeah. thinking and about. And then right. didn't, you know, she when she was speaker, she prevented a lot of credit card legislation from, from not being <laughs> voted on. But it, it's one of those, you know, the, the lobby idea, you have a banking lobby, you have an insurance lobby, you have an auto lobby. lobby. Yeah, you have a real estate lobby, yep. right? You have an environmental lobby. You, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Why do you have lobbyists, right? And it's it just so fascinating. To Most buy people, influence. It is. That's all, that's all that it is. It's whether it's a dinner or whether it's, you know, uh, go, go on my jet or yep. go stay in my you know penthouse on fifth avenue it's so it's 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 so prevalent there but yeah everyone's up in arms with with the clins now not to say that the she, i mean did she abuse power it sounds like she she did it in a sense right but it's so prevalent in government why are we surprised and why are we so irate and i'm not talking about me but you know society in general americans in general why are we so irate with what she's doing well yeah to answer your question it is yes and yes did she do something wrong yes Our elected officials at every level, whether it's the county commissioner or whether it's Congress, Mm -hmm. are they doing the same thing? And again, the answer is yes. Uh, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in the sense that if you're going to make rules for one, you have to have rules for all. And I think the thing that's preventing that is because you probably have to throw all of these people out of Congress because they all do it. Yeah. And uh, it's unfortunate. And so as somebody who personally is not a Hillary Clinton supporter, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a frustrating thing for me to see what she's doing. But I also in the very same breath have to say, well, why is she any different than anybody else that's doing this? Yeah, and it's—I it, don't know—it's it, one of those things where it's a hard—it's a hard argument, right? Because you know, you you look on a, a positive side, and then you also look on a negative side. There's always justification, right? But as I said before, it's you know, it's it's so. It's it's been there for a long time, and it can and it's not on just the federal level. It's on the local level. It's throughout the world. This is all this idea has always it always existed. So, right now, I mean, what she did, whatever, she probably done worse stuff. Well, but. here's here's my here's my problem with it is well, the SEC uh, comes into play here because mm-hmm. the SEC lets a lot of people get away with mm-hmm. things that other folks can't get away with. Yeah. So I have a problem with it there. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's not a standardized thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think, and also, you know, and it's one of those, you look at the, you know, the, the purpose, the purpose of government. I get, I don't want to go up on that, on that rabbit trail, but it's, it's one yeah. of those things where the, the purpose has become exacerbated as to what the original intent was. And, you know, looking at, you know, what the, the secretary of state is, is supposed to do and their responsibilities, you know, once you open the door of, of bribery or pay, pay to play, right. I mean, you can't, you can't shut it. No, you, you can't put the toothpaste back in the the tube as they say so what what's your what's your thought on hillary clinton then so these um all of these accusations all of these allegations that are coming out against her if mm-hmm. you were sitting at the head of the supreme court what would you say yeah oh gosh man i hate those I, questions i know i, I, I like know. keeping you on your toes patrick yeah I, I know i don't know if i would ever ever be in that type of position but you know what yeah because because she had that responsibility and she swore an oath and she this is she was elected to do these specific things i think that's outside of the outside of the boundaries uh-huh. now now you know, a business yeah from a business standpoint i mean insider trading information is everything Right. And how can you how can you, you know, the, the information idea is, I mean, whether it's the, the Martha Stewart cases, you know, or it's, you know, a lot of other guys that are in jail still for stuff like that. That happens every single day. I mean, right. The whole congressional insider trading, that which is the reason why the Stock Act was passed. I mean, that is it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you're going to have a rule and have a you know stipulation for one person, it should be for for everybody. Yeah, which, which or don't have it back to our to our original point. Does it yeah. scare you as the CEO of a, a very profitable? very mm-hmm. successful wealth management company. Mm-hmm. Does it scare you when you're making decisions about certain things that, hey, look, um, one wrong move and I could find myself with no ill intent whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I can find myself in trouble. Do you ever run up against that as a CEO? Well, I mean, looking at that's a good question, because that is one of the reasons why we don't make I don't make certain uh, decisions. Right. Or we haven't decided to go down a certain path when it comes to, you know, financial management or wealth management. We use. You know, because you get into you know raising capital to do deals, or you get into uh, even trading securities, or you get mm-hmm. into you know the different derivative type of investment strategies. We don't do any of that, 
right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of a lot of risk there. Because if you lose somebody's money, okay, you're in a world of hurt if you you know are not set up the right way, and sure. especially re- from a reputation standpoint. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of what we do, it, it it's never lost at period ever, and so it's very difficult for us to get into that uh, type of type of situation. And so, but at the same time, it does. I mean, I I remember. Um, you know, a few a few years ago, we set up what's called a, a registered investment advisory, mm-hmm. which is basically the ability to give people uh, financial advice. Okay. okay, it's a license to do that, mm-hmm. right? And and be compensated for it. Now you have like you know you have uh, the the First Amendment, the freedom of speech idea when it comes to publishing, mm-hmm. right? So you can have publishers or you know uh, in the New York Times or uh, an investment publishing group that can say whatever they want and charge for it, but they can't sell a financial product and get compensated compensated for it. They have to right. have certain licenses to do that. But we went out and got, you know, those those licenses so we can be able, we're able to do that. And, you know, just the scrutiny that exists with with different, you know, financial licenses, it's, you know, it's 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 not it's not fun to, you know, to look at what some of the recourses if you get into those like it's crazy really type of money management and investing. Yeah. Super intimidating. So you guys keep it just at a certain level and yeah. you say, "Hey, th- this is where we're going to function. We're just not going to take that kind of risk." Not yeah. with us and not yeah. with anybody. And that's, I mean, going to this topic right now, it's like the whole pay to play idea. It's like there's how many I mean, how many documentaries, how many, you know, how many many movies movies have come out in the last, you know, two, three years. Billions on Showtime, which is great. Yeah. Or you look at, you know, uh, you look at the big short. Or you you look at uh, Inside Job, which is a documentary narrated by uh, Matt Damon. Right. You look at and it's basically all about all the crap that goes on in in markets. And it's like they're all rigged. We know they're rigged. The movies say over and over and over and over. It's like, why would you participate in something like that if you're not one of the people rigging it? So the idea is, you know, with what we do, we don't even I don't care what happens there. Right. Am I surprised? You know, the insider trading idea and what you know, what manipulation uh, happens. I'm not I'm not surprised. Right. When the mm-hmm. big short stuff came out, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, ooh, that I didn't know they did that. I mean, it was one of those like, yeah, that makes sense. It was if a they, big eye opener, I think, for a lot of people, even yeah. even more jaded, um, more uh, veteran People in in money markets and and in finance that saw that I think were were pretty surprised. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, and I think you know going going into kind of all, when all the you know dirty laundry came out during two thousand eight two thousand nine, people became aware of what those things were. I just think that you know Lewis did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. At, uh, Michael Lewis did an amazing job at you know really articulating with with a movie right uh, a good good story that explained what happened but nobody knew what was going on then and right now it's not like anything's different right yeah, now there may right. not be you know a, a mortgage bubble but there's a lot of other bubbles Tons. and there's a lot of other principles that even though it's not backed by you know the investment isn't backed by real estate it's backed by you know a car or it's uh, backed by you know student loans or I mean, there's all sorts of you know instruments that are created similar to the derivatives that you know crash the mortgage market they exist with car loans they exist with government Bonds. They exist with uh, corporate bonds and junk bonds and oil bonds. Uh, exist with stu- it's it's insane. Kind of all these different financial products that are out there, which is the same story as you know as the big short. So our point in like explaining all this is whether it's you know the insider trading idea, whether it's what's going on in, in Wall Street, whether it's high frequency trading, which is you know Michael Lewis's. Um, uh, Flash Boys book. Yeah, you know it's all that stuff. It's it it should tell people. Uh, don't have your money there, right? Have First it of all, somewhere else. Yeah, and you know, and people, but people still complain when when they lose, and they're like, oh, you know, well, I, I lost. think they're just conditioned a certain way. Yeah, you know, they're conditioned from really from the minute they enter the workforce that this is what you have to do. This is the way you need to manage your money. This is where you need to put your money, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's the social, you know, it's the social bond theory. It's the the idea that you know I'm going to do what everybody else does, and when they lose, I lose, and therefore it's not as bad, which is totally logical. But that's crazy. <laughs> that seems totally crazy. Okay, so back to pay to, uh, to uh, back to pay to play. Yep. Excuse me. Uh, this is when is it a good thing? I I mean pay to play. We, we've it's, talked about we talking about how it's, and making a decision on it. That's all pay to play is. Is like you you buy information. Right. You buy a news feed or you you buy, you know, because you basically have different trading software that's out there. And this is, goes to the Wall Street where it's more expensive than others. Therefore, you can place trades faster. 
right? And you pay for that. You pay to be able to do that, which gives you the upper hand. That's all pay to play is, is basically you pay to get the upper hand. You pay to be in a better position than somebody else, right? That's that's all it seems like to me. So I don't know why it has so, well, I do know why it has such a negative connotation to mm-hmm. it in in the political world, but in the business world. Uh, how do you get in trouble in the business world? Uh, is it only through insider trading when you're talking pay to play? Is that really the only way that you can get into trouble? That's a good that's a good I, that's a good question. I would say I would yeah, the financial the financial side of things, yeah, I guess you can because I think there's well the the whole like generally the, the, G, me. the gap the, principles. You know what gap principles are? Is generally I, sure. accepted yep. accounting principles. You or gap principles. You you have these. I mean, it is that is a freaking cluster of any. But right. there are so many ways in which a a company can you know put losses in a certain area or put profits in a certain area or defer here or and and it basically you know for a publicly traded company right that's it it. They can kind of suppress until certain points or defer until certain points. So, you know, it's one of those things where it occurs there, which affects, you know, company value. Um, as far as, and that's, yeah, I think it still has to do with trading, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I mean, that's and, a good and, question. And you're really, you're, you're really never, no matter how much regulation there is or how many rules are in place, there's never going to be a way to put a cap on pay to play. Mm-hmm. There will always be ways. There's always going to be. Yeah. You're never going to, yeah. You're never going to get around that idea. Okay, so your advice to people then that that are um, that are worried about the stock market, or they're worried about uh, insider trading, and they're worried about that from a business uh, perspective or a mm-hmm. political perspective, is mm-hmm. hey, just don't put your money in the market. Yeah, that, and also, you know, don't waste your time being upset about that stuff happening because <laughs> it's like it's happening. It's not like it's going to stop, you know, <laughs> and it's not like suddenly everyone's going to wake up, you know, a saint in, in Washington, D.C. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. And in, in Wall Street, it's not going to happen either. Right. You need to you need to kind of, you know, pay attention to to what's going on and and make decisions objectively, not make decisions based on a crowd, not ba- make decisions based on, you know, emotion or impulse. And, you know, I just think people are are in a sense conditioned to to do that so the pay-to-play idea it's, it's like it's like human nature almost yeah too. i mean the i mean some of the wikileaks emails i've mean, read some of them and saw news signs and i'm like am i really surprised i'm not really surprised right does it keep me up at night it, it doesn't what's going to happen is going to happen and it, it was going back to you know even obama's uh first term and second term people thought the world's going to end yeah obama's you know, we're done we're, we should you know we sure. should put all our money in a you know in a bunker and you know go get a a, a shipping container and bury it in our backyard right it was it was one of those <laughs> No, it was. And, and and I think, you know, people really look at, you know, Hillary going into, I mean, she says the, she's going to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, in the end, it's like, it's not like she can wave a magic wand and, you know, dictate every single thing that's going to happen to everybody's life. She can't, no, she can't do that's, that. No, neither one of them can But yet they that. speak like that. And that's what frustrates me sometimes. But in the end, I, I would say the advice I would give is, you know, this stuff is is prevalent and affects markets. It affects business. So learn you know, how to work it. Yeah. Learn, learn how to, you know, learn how to, there's the, the way. Wayne Gretzky, uh, you know, quote that says he wasn't focused where the puck was; he was focused on where it was going. Yeah. And it's the idea of like, where okay, where is very the where is the economy going to go? Is it going to go here? Is it going to go there? What, what sectors are going to benefit from a Clinton administration? What sectors aren't? Um, you know, what is your profession in jeopardy? Why? You know, the tax side of things. You know, there's there's so many there's so many variables, but in the end, it's like you're never going to be able to 100% prepare for them. Sure. It's just you know being on your toes, having good advisors, and essentially trying to make you know the the best decision possible given you know given the situation. I have a couple of questions if I can throw you some yeah. curveballs. Yep. You were talking about the the different bubbles, how many different bubbles there are currently. Yeah. Is it possible for um, for another bubble because when the dot com bubble burst, it greatly affected the U.S. economy. Yeah. When the housing bubble burst, it destroyed the U.S. economy. Yeah. So are there other industries where you could have uh, a bubble burst and have it affect the economy to that level? Or is it really only housing? Or is it automotive? Or is it, can it be something else? Well, it's a good, that's a good question. I mean, you have what's called systemic risk. And so if you have a bubble really anywhere, or you have something that happens in, you know, Timbuktu, 
we're such a you know universal society at, that it's going to affect us. Now it may not be you know when when everything happened in in Greece, it wasn't a huge impact. It was an it was an impact, right? When Cyprus, we felt it. We we felt it, even though sure. these little you know little economies, we we still we still felt it. So you know there's the the bubbles that exist are you know there's a huge what's called bond bond bubble, right? Because all credit is based on the bond the bond market. Yeah, and you just have a lot of injection which is pushing up prices right and it's very it's very manipulated and interest rates really are what control the flow of money everywhere okay so i would say yeah that's that's one of the things to to pay attention to but okay watch I mean, for bubbles yeah that's a that's a big that's a big ball and you look at you know mutual funds and you look at um you know even sovereign funds a lot of a lot of that's tied to tied to bonds okay. right and that could drastically affect can drastically affect the valuation of certain companies of certain industries. So I, I would say the bubble there. I mean, there's a student loan bubble. That's that's, that's the huge. one I was waiting to hear. Yeah, and I and that's you know that's a good it's a good question because I don't know what would, you know I've, I've kind of played out scenarios in my in my mind. It's like okay, well, how does the student loan bubble burst, right? And I mean, I would say it's already bursting because there's so many defaults. People just walk right? away from them. And you know, it's one you, know, you look at really what it would take to start to, you know, pursue, you know, wage garnishment and leaning homes and leaning other assets because of a def because you can't bankrupt out of a uh, out of a student loan. Right. right. So, you know, when it comes down to it, if there's default, then you can have a judgment against you. And that judgment could essentially allow whoever the creditor is, okay, which in, which is mostly the government right now. Right. Right. To come after you. Right. And so in a sense, you look at, you know, student loans and the government actually lending, they know, I mean, any, any legitimate, you know, moderately smart person would be able to know that if you give a loan to somebody, hundred thousand dollar loan, and you know, their, their average income is going to be $20,000. It, 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 the math does not add, it doesn't add up. They're going right. to default. Right. So what does the student loan become? It becomes a tax. Right. Think about it because you can't default out of it. Now, you know, the government can go in and say, well, you have to, uh, you know, you have to give me X percentage of your paycheck by force, not by, you no, know, not by choice, but by force. So the government basically looks at this. They know that they're going to get a pretty high percentage of people that yeah. are defaulting on their student loans, yeah. but they still continue to issue them. Yeah. Um, but I would also say, you know, that there could be a bailout. Right, there could be a bailout of students, uh, right? And what is a and what is a bailout? Because you can't like so. Here's and here's the deal, and this is what it's very hard to understand. It's even hard for me to understand sometimes. But you look at you know this coming from one of the best economists on the planet, and it's hard for you to understand. That, but yeah, the the idea is you money has to come from somewhere. If it doesn't come from the student, right? And it's the same thing with Wall Street, yeah. right? They were trying to buoy up reserves. Right, because there would be a, a systemic, you know, credit credit. Well, I don't want to get into any of that. But mm -hmm. looking at student loans, it's like if there's going to be a bailout, right? They're going to do some forgiveness. Let's say they forgive, you know, fifty percent of the one point five trillion dollars in student loans. Oh my right? gosh! Right, seven point uh, or seven hundred fifty uh, billion dollars will have to come from somewhere. Where yeah. is it? Where is it going to come from? Taxes. Yeah, and so well, here's the thing that you have to follow the flow of money, right? And I don't know if this is exactly what's going to happen, but if you go back to like the you know the the crash 2008-2009, right? They basically the Federal Reserve, okay, started to you know inject capital, okay? They can they they came out of nowhere, out of nowhere, mm -hmm. but it had to be exchanged for something, mm -hmm. right? So the Federal Reserve came in and came to an agreement with certain banks that will you know will buy a certain percentage of your of preferred stock or, or whatever, right. and it went to the government too because they bought a bunch of government bonds, okay. right? But you got to look at like the Federal Reserve just doesn't you know suddenly wake up and and you know are earning money, right? They can create the money. So they create it, and then they basically take that and they buy something with it, right? So the Federal Reserve buys essentially stock in Bank of America at a certain price, mm -hmm. which is probably above the market price, which gives Bank of America a huge capital it injection. It artificially inflates them. Exactly, mm -hmm. right? So with student loans, what would happen is, you know, the Federal Reserve would say, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, uh, forgive half of the student loans for for, for people, sure. you know, of $750 billion, then, you know, w we will essentially print $750 billion oh. of capital and we oh will buy, gosh. and we will buy treasuries We'll buy your bond. We'll buy your government go bonds. We'll buy your treasuries. Okay. Now the money will go to the government. Then the government basically, you know, makes the creditor whole. It's you a, know it's what it sounds a like? It's a shell game. It sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. 
is what it sounds like to me. Yep. So and this, that's the same thing. It, it goes. Social security is another issue where it's like, you know, more money uh, coming out than going in. Oh, that's on the biggest FICA Ponzi taxes. scheme ever created. So it's like you have all these, you know, all these money flows, and it's just, you know, who knows what it's going to wind up. But if you have more government debt, right, that government debt has to be paid back because there is another market, right? The government debt market right. is a market. When you have seven hundred fifty billion dollars of, of new bonds that are there, right? right where is that, you know, how is that going to affect the holdings of other countries or mutual funds or pension funds? Oh, yeah. Right? It totally affects every, it affects everybody. And then they have to be paid back, right? So that's where, you know, you have taxes, which you said before. Right. That's when tax revenue will pay back. But there's just not enough tax revenue to pay back what we currently owe, let alone anything new. So that's what's going to be crazy. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but... It's just not, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. So my next question, and again, it's kind of a curveball question, but it does tie in in kind of a roundabout sort of way. So how do you fix this system? Because this is a, a very flawed system. It's yeah. very, very flawed. And the only thing that I can think of to fix this is the very thing that Trump is just been hitting on in the past couple of days. And people are looking at him like he's insane, mm -hmm. uh, like they do a lot. And that is to limit how long people can serve. Mm -hmm. And I know this seem, may seem like it's a little out in left field, but it seems to me that a lot of these guys have been there for decades and they're on the take mm -hmm. and they're listening to the lobbyists and they're doing the pay to play yeah. and they're getting the favors and they're granting the favors. And so nobody really is concerned about the fact that the money is not being watched over or yep. paid back. Yeah. So the only logical thing that comes to mind for me is to throw them out or mm -hmm. limit how long they can serve. Yeah. Is there any other way to control well, this other well, than that? I would that, say maybe? what I mean. I would say what what are I would ask you a question first, and then this maybe will go into what I I think would be a, okay. a way a way to do it. Okay, but you know what? Right now, how is how is an elected official accountable? Like, how are they, or how do they know that they've done a good job? Well, it's just their constituency. That's the only way. Yeah, and that's all that all the constituency is is doing favors. Right. right. So is it performance? I don't think it's performance. I think it's more favors than anything else. Right. So I would say you have to really d define like what makes a successful uh, political leader or, or a representative. And and I think Ron Paul said this. It's like he said, if you or Warren Buffett, I think it was Warren Buffett or Ron Paul that said that, you know, if you if you gave term limits or you basically said, if you don't, you know, if you don't balance the budget right within your term limits, then you're gone. Well, that's just, right? uh, that seems very logical and very simple yeah. to me. And so I would, and then the term limits too. It's like you have guys that have been there for 30, 40 years. It's in, it's insane. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so I would, I would say, yeah, that's that would be term limits be really would good. be the most effective. But way. then you have the political argument, which is, well, you know, if you have term limits, then nobody's going to be able to go in and really make a Shake difference. And I, I'm like, uh, well, in the traditional system, they're probably right, but I don't think the traditional system has worked. Well, so, and it goes back to the original point you made where people kind of, they go into Washington fresh-faced and bright-eyed and it doesn't seem like they're there for too long before they mm -hmm. get into the system yeah. and, and the monkey gets on their back, yeah. you know, the financial monkey gets on their back and then yeah. they just start. Well, I just think, my, this is my opinion, this company, and maybe I'll get, I've, I actually don't get a lot of heat, but... Uh, I, we, I we, we need to have you be more opinionated, I, know, I think. No, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I look at, you know, I look at the, you know, the, the role of government and I, I just, I mean, even everything that I'm saying, it's like, they should be out of like 95% of what they're doing anyway, right? People especially are applauding the, Especially right now. these days, right? You look yeah. at like, do we really need the Department of Health, right? Now, people are like probably going EPA. crazy EPA on me or one. that, e EPA. Yeah. It's like, you know, even like local, if like a restaurant sucks and if they have rats crawling They're around, not, people we, don't need, we don't need a bureaucrat to say, you know, maybe 50 years ago you needed some you know regulation there. But it's like, you know, if there's rats there and if the food sucks, no one's going to go there because it's on Yelp, it's on Facebook. It's, people start to yeah. get sick. That place is shut down. Self-governance. Yeah. It's, so it's one of the great things about yeah, the Internet. Yeah. And I think that's right now it's it's I, that should be you know scaring the crap out of, out of government. So I would say, you know, really from a policing standpoint, you have a lot of accountability right now that doesn't require uh, government now. You know, you, you have other, you know, other areas, other areas as well. I just think you really, you have, you know, and we, I mentioned the, the saying with you last time, 
which is Kiyosaki's theory. You know, A, a students work for C students, B students work yes. for the government. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have people going to government, there's really not much accountability, and they're just trying to, they're playing around, well, maybe we should try this, we should pass this law, and pass this law. And all the laws that are passed are, are written by lobbyists, right. right? So it's it's kind of, it's such a screwed up system. I mean, part of me, and, and again, I don't think we can, we can uh, handle it. I mean, I think it'd be, chaotic but mm-hmm. you know most of the government should just it should, it should go bankrupt in a sense and donald trump has alluded to that before because it's already bankrupt there, yeah, there have been a couple of people including yeah. trump you're right that, that have alluded to just letting the government yeah. fail because it is and, it, and it's just we're trying to we're trying to solve it's 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 insanity we're trying to solve problems with the same thing the same decisions that got us into the problems well and the thing is and this is kind of a it's kind of a side thing but this is I think the biggest problem and, and why uh, term limits may be the only answer, in my opinion, is because people are, are A, they're busy, they're trying to survive, they're trying to raise families, they're trying mm-hmm. to build careers, and politics to them is 10 minutes in the car. Mm-hmm. Or it may be a, a quick hit on a notification on their iPhone. Yeah. And that's really where it starts and finishes. And yep. I think if people would take... 10 minutes and turn that into a half hour, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a day or a half hour every couple of days, yep. I think they'd be terrified. Yeah. I, I really do. I think the other thing too, I think with, you know, if you really want to be a, uh, a social servant, if you want to serve community in, in government, you shouldn't get, you know, I don't think it's, it, you're paid, you know, what the medium income is of, of the country. You're not paid or not paid at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I would say, you know, because of the information that you have, act- I mean, th- again, this is not m- me. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe some solutions. I don't know if this is sure, but I would say, you know, they if it's if it's insider trading stuff that they should do what most like, you know, I know the the, the Federal Reserve, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. I think most cha- fer- or chairman, so chairman of the Federal Reserve has to he has to have no interest associated with markets, Thank like you. no investments, no you know, no brokerage accounts. Why are people all their screaming holdings. about that? No, people they should no, be screaming. But he does. About he does. He has to do that. He, he does not all officials but he does and then i think that the secretary uh, of treasury does does the same thing i think there's certain officials that have to basically okay. all right now, rid, see, rid themselves thank you for all, explaining that because yeah. i even i think i'm a pretty learned lear, learned mm-hmm. learned yeah mm-hmm. I, I think i'm a pretty smart guy yeah and i didn't know that i thought that they could still have interests their own individual interests in mm-hmm. that kind of thing no they they, they don't they're not and, allowed to okay. and i and i need to go and kind of look at the, the fine details but um, you know, you, there's a whole, you know, with Hank, Henry Paulson, Henry Paulson, uh, was CEO of Goldman Sachs. Right. And then he went, became, you know, the, the secretary of treasury under, under Bush. And, you know, one of the caveats was they, they, they have to liquidate all their holdings, but there's uh-huh. no tax, no tax on them. So he okay. basically had, he sold all of his holdings and it was like, I thought that they could be put in a blind trust and they could just, they could still hang on to them. Uh, but yeah, it, they if can it went do, into a blind trust, they could, they could hang on to yeah, them. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a way to circumvent that and keep money invested. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what the, the details are there, but, okay. but I would say, you know, one of the things with, you know, really anybody that has some sort of position there, it's like they should, they should be focused on, you know, what their job is. Right. And not necessarily, you know, be able to take that information and manipulate it with, you know, being able to trade. Okay. Because they're doing that. They're doing that. It's all, I mean, that was the reason why the Stock Act was passed. And they, they even manipulated the Stock Act at the at the 11th hour. Because, which, yeah, which we talked about. Yeah. You, you actually gave me some information, which uh, it goes back to the Pelosi thing uh, about insider trading and these elected officials that have all kinds of knowledge about when things are going to happen. They yeah. clean up on it and then oh, yeah. they do all their regulating after the yeah. fact. We'll put, and we'll put, I, I have some links. We can post those in the show notes too. Which are just links to a lot of the the stock act and a lot. And if you want to, if you want to see the sausage being made, go check those links because it'll uh, it, it'll give you bad dreams for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's. I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, looking at pay to play, it's like, you know, I mean, we've we've talked about it. What do you what do you do? What do you do with with government officials? What do you, I mean? What are what are some of your ideas and solutions? I, I'm curious to hear those. Well, from a guy who studied politics, uh, politics is supposed to move slowly. Politics is supposed to be ugly. It was set up by the founding fathers to mm-hmm. be uh, a cesspool. Thomas Jefferson was one of the biggest critics of the way this this whole thing was set up to mm-hmm. work. However, uh, it does work. Mm-hmm. It's ugly. It's not pretty most of the time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it is, in my opinion, the best government, the best mm-hmm. way to govern uh, in history. Mm-hmm. I really do think that. But do you think that's the way we're doing it now, right? Though. Well, no, yeah. and that, and that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, on on the surface, the way it was set up, I think it's wonderful. But I I think the biggest problem in my mind is the term limits. Yeah. Um, because people can just get in there, get corrupt. And because people don't pay attention Mm -hmm. because it's just a blurb that they hear on the way home from work Mm -hmm. and they think, well, my world is turning, my life is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep voting for that. If they vote at all, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep voting for that Senator or that Congressman or that president because life is fine. And they kind of have blinders on to the corruption. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do. And And I think that the perspective also from society is the fact that, Everybody is relying on government to solve the problems. Okay. Yeah, and, right? that, that's and, that, and that's terrifying. that was never the that was never the intention, right? Is is the government supposed to create jobs? No. The no, government that was never to make their, sure that, that, was never that, their intention. Uh, that that our roads are there. We pay the government to keep us safe, yeah. to build our infrastructure, and then get out of the way. Yep. And, I mean, that's really how I look at things. It's a very libertarian yep. way of looking at things. Yep. Uh, but but I also say you you look at again problems are problems and you and you alluded to it which is there's no there's no perfect organization because we're all humans exactly right? it's not and human we're all, nature and we're, all, and we're all fallible there's no per, there's there may be a perfect system but there's always going to be people with that work within that system and so i think if you look at you know whether it's the you know the the democratic republic you know the the democratic republic idea yeah. or you you know you look at the libertarian idea or you look at i would say in the end it's like the best thing for me is where people that have an incentive to solve problems are going to do a better job of solving those problems. Now, looking at, you know, the pay to play idea, that's not an incentive to solve a problem. That's an incentive to do a favor, to serve an interest, to do a favor, or or serve their interests, not, not yours. So the idea is, you know, if you have, and that's the thing, you know, you look at the, you know, uh, whether it's traffic or you look at environmental issues or you look at, you know, oversight on investment or whatever the case may be, right? The technology exists today where if somebody does something, I mean, look at Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. right? She, you know, she, I don't know if she ever thought that there would be all of this stuff released. I guarantee she didn't. Oh, nobody, no. nobody did. But you know no. what? You have everybody right now scratching their head saying, oh crap, I need to get all those skeletons, figure out what to do with those skeletons. I mean, figure out what to do well, with those skeletons. Well, she just had that statement. She just barely had that statement saying, look, yep. there is a public there is a public face and then there's the face of trying to get the machine to For function. Sure. Yeah, and that's and that's the point. It's like, you can't you can't get away with anything these days. It's there. It's all there, right? And all Which information- I think is, is a good thing. And I think it's a good thing. That's, yeah. That was my point. It's like, if that's the case- Right. You investment guys, if you, you know, create some sort of like, you know, like rotten, rotten apple. Is it rotten apples or rotten tomatoes? The the movie critic. Rotten tomatoes. Right? Yeah. You have you yeah. have you have criticism on movies. You have criticism on investment, you know, managers. You have criticism. All that stuff is 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 there now. And you can have oversight that is more free market rather than very red tape government regulated. Okay. Well, you want to talk oversight. I, to me, I, this happened yesterday and I thought this was brilliant. Uh, I hate buying cars. I can't stand it. Hey, Chunga, you're just like everybody else. I don't know anybody that likes buying cars, right? Well, I sat down with this guy who had just moved here from Dubai. Hmm. He's been here for a couple of years. He's selling cars. And he was, hands down, the best salesman I've ever met in any field. This guy huh. was so respectful yeah. and so accommodating and so wonderful. And where, where was it? What's, what place was it? Well, can I just, should yeah. I just say yeah. it was at Larry H. Miller Jeep. I okay. bought a Jeep. Okay, cool. And he sat down with me and at the end of it and he said, um, so Chung, I, I want to know how was your experience? Yeah. And this is why I'm asking you how your experience was. Yeah. By the way, he gave my wife roses and the whole thing, which was incredible. I'm buying yeah. a Jeep. It's not that big of a deal. Dude, that was, so, a, that was a total like female Jedi mind trick. It worked. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take that warranty. Yeah, I'll take that gap insurance. Yeah, totally. That worked. clear thing that's on the other side of the taillight. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take that too. I'll take a bed liner. I don't even have a bed. I'll take it. So, uh, but, but he did a very good job in the sense that he knew something was coming that I didn't know, which was he was going to have to tell me at the end of the deal, he was going to have to say, look, I have to get a 10 out of 10 on this survey that you're going to get. And Mm -hmm. if I don't get this, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. I have to have a perfect score. I get docked money. It affects my job. It affects my career. And he was very, very honest with me about this. And so he said, if there's anything about your experience from beginning 
to you signing the papers in finance, if there's anything about your experience that isn't a 10, I need to know about it so that we can fix it. Yeah. And he asked me before I he even handed over the keys, how was your experience? And so he knew from the minute he shook my hand that this moment was coming. Now, if an elected official has that kind of yeah. thing, you're going to get a much different Washington. Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? Now, why does Larry H. Miller do that? They do it because if somebody has a bad experience, it's going on right? Yelp. It's, it's on, going it's on, on Yelp. Internet. It's on the internet. It's on exactly. Facebook and their business is going to be affected because you drive down to that like auto park and it's like insanity world because there's a million cars. It was the Town Auto Mall was yeah. right about that. Because yeah. if you don't go to them, if you have a crappy experience there, you're going to go right across the street. Exactly. So it's idea. It's again, it goes down to the, but it's the self governance again. It is. It is. It's, it's the idea of competition. It's the idea of self-governance. And I think, you know, these days there's so many different parts of society that are operating here. And I think are are pushing out government and hopefully they do leave. It's the, you know, the Reagan quote where, you know, the closest thing to eternity is a, is a government program. Right. <laughs> and it, it's the idea that if it's not, you know, if it's there, it's there forever. And that's what I think that's what's scary. Is they're kind of trying to create all these problems just so that they have jobs, yeah. which should not be should not be the case. But I think performance measurement, right, is is huge for for government. And there, yeah, I mean, I know that there's voting. You don't get, you don't get that when you're getting ten minutes a day in the car. That's 100%. that's the problem. Is that people have to engage more in their political system. Yep. That is the biggest problem. Is is an apathetic populace. Yep. So, all right. Well, we were all over the place, kind of. But I think the pay to play idea is, you know, hopefully you guys know what that is now. There's a lot of it. It's going to probably be here forever. And really, if you if you don't like it, if you don't like what's going on, I mean, I don't know. What do you what do you do? I mean, if you don't like, I would learn about what I learn about. You know, just you know how society is, how technology is improving the ability to hold not just you know government officials accountable, but businesses accountable, um, uh, communities accountable, and I think it's I think it's awesome, and I think you know right now the god of government officials, those that have been elected, are right. are more cautious about what they even though they they do you know have this bribe that's coming in it says you know if you do this i'll do that they think twice and i think that's a good yeah. thing well and again it may sound and i encourage everybody to listen to this podcast not once not twice but maybe three times mm -hmm. uh because it really it, it it may sound on the surface like it's all over the place but it all kind of ties into the yeah. same exact same idea. problem mm -hmm. same idea so yep. to answer the original question is pay to play a good or a bad thing mm -hmm. and the answer is it's both yep depending on how it's how it's used yep so here's so. this is all free information to you too and so the thing is it's like with free information sometimes people treat it like it isn't worth anything so the idea is you know now you have the, now that you have this information okay step back and see how it affects you and what do you what decision are you going to make with this information and again the whole definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result and that's where it's just it's mind-boggling to me that I don't know what it's going to take for people to think, wow, maybe I should put my money somewhere else. Maybe I should do something different because what I'm doing is, is not working and the evidence is all around me, but yet because everybody else is doing it, I'm going to keep at it. That idea is just, it just crazy. It, it frustrates me, but anyway. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, in, uh, I, I'm still going to issue that challenge. I want to sit down with you in a series of podcasts where we start calling people out on some of these strategies yeah. that we know don't work. Yep. And start possibly even naming names and saying, yeah. okay, here's what they say. Let's do it. Here's why it doesn't work. So you can listen to that or for that in upcoming episodes of the Well Standard Radio. Cool. That sounds good. I've already started to make my list, Chunga. Ah, see that? All right. I'm looking forward to it, man. All right, cool. Well, everyone, thank you uh, so much for listening. It's been a good a good show. It's awesome talking to you. You know, a ton about oh, a ton. Thanks, man. Thank you. And uh, definitely t tune in to, uh, to next week and... I'll announce some of the, the stuff I did in the beginning if you're just tuning in. Uh, but we uh, we have a, a real estate investment summit that's coming up in uh, just a few days. So go to cashflowwellsummit.com to register. Uh, it's free. It's only uh, a few hours. We have eight speakers, I believe. And there's some good content. We have some killer speakers. Get, get some snacks. Get your get jammies. Some, get your I'm jammies. telling you, get your jammies on. Yeah. And it's going to be a great event. If you want to, you know, and we'll even accept if you want, if you have your Halloween costume already, <laughs> we, you know, wearing that, Go totally do it. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. My son has been running around the house in Spider-Man for the last couple of weeks. Nice. So. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.